You are now listening to the smooth, mellifluous sounds of Red's Room Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to episode number 39 of the Red's Room Podcast. I'm your host, Red. And I'm your co-host, Jake. And today we are talking about the movie Eyes Wide Shut. As always, our references are in the episode description. Uh, so check those out. Um, so Eyes Wide Shut. Going to read a little paragraph here. Let you guys know about it and why we're talking about a movie today. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Eyes Wide Shut uh, came out in 1999. Is a Stanley Kubrick. Uh, it's Stanley Kubrick's final film. Released only a few months after his death, based on Arthur Schnitzler's 1926 novella, Trom Novelle, which means dream story. Okay. It became yet another controversial entry in Kubrick's works. Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, who were then married in real life uh, in the movie, play um, a couple in New York whose marriage is tested by a sequence of intense, erotically charged encounters with others. Excuse me. Uh, the film's highly sexualized content became a subject of debate when Warner Brothers elected to digitally alter several of the more sexually explicit images in post-production. And this is after Kubrick died. Yes. Uh, they did this. They said they did this to avoid an NC-17 rating, uh, yeah. which the studio believed would have harmed the film's commercial prospects. Notwithstanding those changes, the film performed poorly at the box office. Hmm. I think they might have done better with an NC-17 rating. You know, possibly. Might have attracted more people. It's. I do get what they're coming from, though, because it's, it's tough getting you know it's movies can be a family thing a lot of the time and you know i guess i'm kind of with you there you might as well make it nc-17 because this is not a family it's <laughs> not a family movie at all not there's at a lot all. of nudity in it y- tons of nudity especially for the time no yeah a lot of boobies and a lot of ass in this movie uh yeah but there are some conspiracies revol- re- revolving around what did they take out of the movie yeah definitely that and uh it is pretty crazy to me that this is a tom cruise movie too this is like mm-hmm. you know it's kind of especially you know the scientology background and stuff right i wonder if he was in scientology i at don't the time. yeah i, I don't should know look if, that up yeah i don't know if he was a scientologist at the time either if you go on i'm gonna google that real quick actually yeah check that know. out so uh i'm gonna give you guys a little background on kubrick i wanted to start with that uh off uh i think off the wiki i got uh, a little bit about him just okay. to give some background yeah so stanley kubrick was born in july 26 1928 and died march 7th 1999 was an american filmmaker and photographer widely considered one of the greatest filmmakers of all time his films were nearly all adaptations of novels or short stories spanning a number of genres in gaining recognition for their intense uh, intense attention to detail, innovative cinematography, extensive set design, and dark humor. A perfectionist who assumed direct control over most aspects of his filmmaking, Kubrick cultivated an expertise in writing, editing, color grading, promotion, and exhibition. 
He was famous for the painstaking care taken in researching his films and staging scenes, performed in close coordination with his actors, crew, and other collaborators. He frequently asked for several dozen retakes of the same shot in a movie, often confusing and frustrating his actors. Despite the notoriety this provoked, many of Kubrick's films broke new cinematic ground and are now considered a landmarks. The scientific realism and uh, innovative special effects in his science fiction epic 2001 A Space Odyssey, which came out in 1968, was a first in cinema history, and the film earned him his only Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. Filmmaker Steven Spielberg has referred to 2001 as his generation's Big Bang, and it is regarded as one of the greatest films ever made. While many of Kubrick's films were controversial and initially received mixed reviews upon release, particularly the brutal A Clockwork Orange, which came out in 71, which Kubrick pulled from circulation in the UK following a media frenzy. Uh, most were nominated for Academy Awards, Golden Globes, or BAFTA Awards, and underwent critical re-evaluations. For the 18th century period film Barry Lyndon, which came out in 75, Kubrick obtained uh, lenses developed by Carl Zeiss for NASA to film scenes by candlelight. When the horror film The Shining, which came out in the 80s, uh, he became one of the first directors to make use of a steady a steady cam for stabilized and fluid tracking shots, a technology vital to his Vietnam War film Full Metal Jacket, which came out in '87. A few days after hosting a screening for his family and the stars of his final film, the erotic drama Eyes Wide Shut, he died from a heart attack at the age of 70. So in a nutshell, that's Stanley Kubrick. But there is a lot to know about this yeah. guy. Dude, he's made some bangers. Oh, one Space Odyssey, The Shining, Full, Full Metal, Metal Jacket, Jacket Eyes Wide Clockwork Shut. Orange. Man, he's, they're all awesome. He really doesn't miss when it comes to that. And also, I did uh, look it up. Tom Cruise became a Scientologist, according to Google, in 1986. So he had been a Scientologist in what? This came out in 99, I believe. Yeah, so he, he definitely was. So he was definitely a Scientologist. Um but yeah, Kubrick is a he's a fucking amazing director. He is a uh, producer. Often yeah. considered the, one of the greats, one of if not the greatest. So mm-hmm. uh he's made some bangers for sure. Yeah. And that that really um goes into a lot about what we're going to get into in the movie is that um he meticulously designed the way this movie is put together. Yeah. Every scene Every set, every shot, the the pictures in the background, the colors, mm-hmm. everything meticulous. He meticulously picked all this stuff on purpose. And you're you're a big uh, set building guy too, so uh, I definitely gotta <laughs> you know big respect to him because it takes time. And I uh-huh. guess you were saying before too how he he seemed like more of a perfectionist too, like how you were saying he. Uh, there was a lot of reshoots, retakes. Yo, do this again, do this again. Man, uh, man wanted to create a a good product, and yeah. I would say 
with this film that we're covering eyes wide shut he was definitely successful with that even though he unfortunately passed away before the film yeah released but and even though it, it didn't uh, it didn't perform well in the in the box office which it has yeah. a huge cult following i feel like it's kind of resurfaced more and i think it was kind of yeah. before it's time i was just gonna say that i can kind of understand why it didn't hit in the box office this is a weird good it's a good film but it is weird man there's some weird shit going on here and fuck man yeah but definitely fertility cult vibes i got from this movie are, oh yeah are we gonna summarize the movie a little bit do you gotta you gotta i was on gonna that? let you summarize it a little if you want to okay i didn't summarize it because i i couldn't figure out how to do that without it taking forever but okay i'll, I'll try to keep this short for y'all if y'all haven't seen the film i i uh i watched half the film with red a while back and we didn't finish it last night i went and i rewatched the whole thing rewatched the first half finished it the movie starts with Tom Cruise's character Bill and his wife Alice getting invited to a party held by a mainstay character named Ziegler in the film. They're at this party, some weird, sh- or they're just getting down, you know, people are having drinks, champagne, there's live music. Um, Alice kind of has this thing with another character named Sandor, which is kind of important later. He's an older guy who. Let's be honest. Kind of wants to fuck her. He, he wants. That's why. Yeah, he wants to fuck Alice. They have a little dance together. And to be fair to Alice, she kind of stays loyal, and she's like, "I have a husband." <laughs> yeah, but she definitely yeah. entertains him and kind of has fun. It seems like teasing him. And yeah, just the attention. She definitely teases him. Tom Cruise, uh, his character named Bill. Bill gets stopped by uh, by these two ladies who definitely want him. He kind of pushes him away because Ziegler pulls up and. Uh, He's having an issue. Ziegler's having an issue. He's like, Tom, or uh, Bill, Bill, I need your help. Bill walks up. There is what we presume to be a hooker or a lady there. It's like OD. That uh, Ziegler seemed to have his fun with and is drugged out. Supposedly, she took a speedball, like a heroin and coke mixture, and she is fucked up. Bill being uh, the backstory to Bill, he's a doctor, by the way, so that's why he called him in there. Which he says it in like every to there everyone is, he yeah. meets. He's like, that is true. I'm a doctor to like establish his dom. <laughs> yeah, it's it like, kind of is. It's yeah, it's a uh, it's a uh, comical. Yeah, so uh, Bill gets up there. He ends up uh, coming to the conclusion that she is gonna be okay, but she got lucky. So so regardless of that. They come back down, and uh, this is kind of like the planting the seed of the start of the story. Ta- uh, Bill comes back down, and the the people playing live music, the pianist, uh, his name is Nick Nightingale, which I thought that was a fucking dope name. Pretty cool. And uh, Bill and Nick have some backstory there. They, uh, they went to medical school together, and Nick ended up dropping out and becoming a musician. He plays the piano, and Bill pursued his career as a doctor. So they're, they're kind of chopping it up fucking bill you know just catching up and nick tells him that he has this crazy gig going on to where he's playing the piano for these guys but he has to play the piano blindfolded and bill is like you can't be serious man what the fuck are you talking about bill is obviously very interested here right but uh that's kind of planting the seed then they stop talking they're like uh nick's like hey bill come uh i'm playing down here at this bar come and come and meet me tomorrow or or whenever you know come and stop by so, uh, so there's kind of some relationship 
issues going on between Bill and Alice. It's uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is uh, they smoke weed together. Tom yeah. Cruise getting baked. Uh, Alice that, totally yeah. is fucking baiting Bill in a conversation and dominating him. Yeah. And he's just like so naive. Mm-hmm. That he doesn't realize what's going on with her and doesn't seem to realize that women have sexual fantasies too. She says that she had a fantasy about fucking some sailor she saw yeah. once and just like she's pretty fucking mean to Bill in the scene, I gotta uh-huh. say. He's, it's a tough scene for he's Bill. He's just a nice, naive guy and and then she's totally just manipulating mm-hmm. him and uh but yeah, ends with like crushing him. Yeah. Now he's like, uh, he, my wife's fantasizing about fucking other dudes. There's a scene after that me. where he's in like a taxi, he's in a cab, and he's like having like a flat, like a vision of, uh, yeah, of, of them her. fucking. Exactly. So uh, I might be skipping a few things, but uh, as far as I, the next, what, what happens after that is Bill, he goes to a the bar where Nick is playing mm-hmm. and uh, meets with Nick. They kind of chop it up for a minute and they talk a little bit more about. Uh, Oh, so so what really happens is Nick, uh, they're, they're chopping it up, and Nick gets a phone call from, we don't know at the time, but it's from the uh, the guy running the cult that he needs to come and play. Gets the address, and he gets the password. He writes down the password, and Bill is very intrigued by what is going on there. So mm-hmm. Bill's like, yo, tell me the address. Tell me the address. No one's going to get, no one's going to know that you, that you told me. So he gets the address. He goes to a... Uh, a costume st- uh, store it's like past midnight it's closed bill being the doctor and having the bread that he has pays like two hundred dollars extra to get a costume he needs a uh he needs a cloak a mask and a tux and like a masquerade mask exactly definitely masquerade mask and it's uh, like one of those weird fucking bilderberg parties like the clintons go to <laughs> yeah like exactly. the rothschilds have definitely rothschilds vibes uh so he he secures the goods he goes to the address cab drops him off fucking he goes to the gate and he tells them the password i thought it was a dope password fidelio 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 is the password so uh he gets the password he gets into the party and uh witnesses this ritual like yeah. first there's an orgy going on in this mansion and then he gets to this <laughs> there then, is, then he gets yes. to this crazy fucking satanic ritual it has some satanic vibes and definitely There's a pentagram on the floor. Uh, They're playing this ominous song with like backwards Latin. Mm-hmm. There's definitely fertility cult vibes as well, where uh, there there's a circle and there's uh, the mainstay. Like it seems like the leader of the cult. People call him Red Cloak because everyone's dressed in black cloaks and. He has a red cloak, pretty yep. self-explanatory, but he has like a staff and like a thing of incense. Which everyone's in masks. You, can, yes. you don't know who's who. Everyone's in masks, and uh, they're doing this ritual, and there's a circle of ladies around the red cloak. He's he's, yeah. he's hitting his staff on the ground, and uh, a certain point, the ladies rip off their cloaks, and they're just fucking naked. Other naked than, with masks on. With masks on, and... Uh, he sends them off one by one, and one of the ladies that gets sent off grabs. I guess they all grab a guy. I don't know if there's a certain guy that, or they just grab a random one. One of these ladies grabs Tom Cruise, and we'll learn late, later that the lady who grabs Tom Cruise, Bill, he knew before, but uh, brings him there, and the lady's like, "Yo, I know that you're not a mainstay here. You should go. You should fucking go right. now." And uh, Fucking Bill's like, no, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. 
fucking tries to act like he belongs. Yeah, tries to act like he belongs, and nothing really comes of that. But other than they plant the seed there of yo, some some weird shits going on. Fuck, I'm trying to remember what happens next. Uh, okay, so I, I I'm probably missing a couple things here, but just we're, we're summarizing this a little quicker. They end up questioning that Bill. They know that Bill is not a mainstay here. Yeah, they single him out. They single him out. They, they ask for a second password from him. Yeah, they ask. They, uh, they go, what's what's the password? He goes, Fidelio. And they're like, okay, that's the gate password. And they go, okay, what's the second password? And he goes, uh, I, I forgot. I don't know. And uh, it turns out that there actually wasn't a second password. So they, they got him there. But uh, they're like, yo, like you're going to need to face some consequences. Now the the turning point is the lady who picked him and who knew that he wasn't there. She's like, "Yo, leave him alone. I will be responsible for his wrongdoing." Yeah. And basically they they kill her for it. Yeah, it's not said. It's not said. They say that she overdoses. Later on she overdoses, but it's implied that if you fuck with them, you die of an overdose. You die something it gets cut. You get yeah. you get suicided. Exactly. You get, get Clinton. Dude, totally Clinton. Yeah, you get Clinton. So uh, fucking so so Tom Cruise leaves, he's fucking sketched. Uh and he actually goes back to the gates again. He goes back to the Later gates in the of the movie, facility. He goes back to there. And they they pull up in a car and, and give him now. a note. Yeah, they give him a note and it's a, it's like two paragraphs and it says like this is your second warning. I hope this is fucking su- sufficient enough for you to not come back. Yeah. So he some other stuff. The movie goes on a little more, and uh, Nick Nightingale he gets taken from his hotel room, uh, and Tom Cruise he goes to see him. Nick isn't there anymore, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Apparently he had I don't who knows what they did with Nick. It's not explained what happened to Nick, but he, they talk about that he had a bruise on his face. So I'm assuming they fucked him up a little bit. I don't know if they were just scaring him, like "Yo, don't do this again," or if. Blah blah blah. Or if he eventually disappears. Yeah, you or if he, it's or just you don't know. Yeah, or if he disappears, fucking Tom Cruise eventually. Uh, Bill, he has a meeting. Uh, he he goes to Ziegler again, and uh, one of the big twists of the movie is that Ziegler was actually there the whole time. The dude that held yeah. the party at the beginning. He's like Tom, or not Tom. He's like Bill. Yeah. What what the fuck were you doing? What the fuck were you doing, man? He's like, I knew you were there. And Tom's like, what are you talking about? He's trying to play the dumb card. And Ziegler was like, I was there. I saw, basically, I saw you get demasked. I saw you were there. Now, in this scene, there's a lot of cues that make it seem like Ziegler is Red Cloak. Definitely. Even though they're played by two different actors, it seems like... The they're taps, alluding, right? Yeah, the way their body language, the the uh, the rooms that they're in, the way they're moving, it seems like they're implying that they're the same person. And that's the thing about this movie. There's a there's a lot of uh, clues, hidden clues in there to mm-hmm. like find and um, you got to decipher it for yourself. Type shit. It's also it's also said you know it's based on the 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 novella that me, that's called a dream story. It's also said that possibly when he went to the mansion could have been an entire dream sequence. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to know. It's got the, there's these weird parts of the movie that seem like they could be reality, could be dreams. And, and that's just part of the way they kind of mess with you. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's definitely uh, what's his name, Kuber. That was Kubrick. Kubrick. That was a uh, probably something he was going for there, and uh, so they kind of have like. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe he picked a different actor to do Red Cook too to throw you off, to throw on you off, to yeah. make it harder for you to realize. And I, I kind of like that person. he did that. Um, yeah. So uh, they have this conversation, Bill and Ziegler. Ziegler kind of calls him out, and uh, something I missed out on before is I was telling you how that that prostitute, her name is Mandy, who was in the cult who kind of warned Tom Cruise, like, you need to leave. She dies, and uh, like I said, and Bill goes to the morgue to see her body, and Ziegler basically tells him, like, yo, she OD'd. She was dead anyway. Like, kind of pushing it aside when someone yeah. fucking died i think uh, he's also kind of implying like leave it alone yeah definitely it's- definitely like shut the fuck up like you got away with this you got away with enough like what's done is done leave us the fuck yeah. alone so if we didn't explain it well she was the one at the party who said she would take tom cruise's punishment right yeah she was the one at the party who and said she would th- take and it, she was the one and at all the beginning she ods yeah, yeah. Yeah, she ODs and uh, it, yeah, she was the one who saved Tom by saying, "I will take his punishment for him," essentially. So uh, Tom is after this meeting is done. Fucking, I keep saying Tom, his character Bill, but Tom Cruise's character, he is fucking distraught. He goes back home. He spills the beans to his wife. He's like crying his eyes out. And honestly, shout out. I mean, Tom Cruise is a great actor. He kills yeah. it in this scene. Well, well, actually, when he walks in too, she's laying, she's sleeping in the bed, laying next to his mask. That, so he walks in seeing yeah, that, and then he and just he starts fucking crying. Crumbles. He fucking crumbles and tells her fucking everything. And uh, kind of the way the movie ends, they take their daughter Christmas shopping. <laughs> it's fucking, it's an interesting ending, man. Yeah, but, I wrote this down. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, this is perfect right here. Uh, uh, the film ends with these last words uttered by Kidman's character, Alice, talking to Bill. She says... I do love you, and you know there is something very very important we need to do as soon as possible. Bill says, what's that? She replies, fuck. It's back to That's the, how whole it fertil- the whole fucking... Sex has a huge... Sex, sexuality has a lot to do with the movie. It is a huge part of the movie. And to me, though, yeah. I think that's the, that's the obvious shallow uh, part of the movie. I yeah. think there's deeper hidden things in there there's definitely some orgy shit and some fertility cult shit and right obviously that was as quick of a summary good job yeah i tried I, I feel like it was necessary to summarize the movie for people who haven't seen it there's it, a lot yeah. more details i definitely skimmed through it but that was like a 10 minute little summary for y'all if it's been a while or if you haven't seen it i have a few paragraphs here on it gonna read sorry if i reiterate anything but i tried to just pick some things with some cool uh mm-hmm. some cool details that i got from another site that's um it's linked of course of course it's linked below um read the first one okay eyes wide shut is based on arthur schnitzler's 1926 novella trom novel which we said mm-hmm. uh which closely aligns with Kubrick's vision, he actually kept it very close to uh, the story. is very, very close. Um, one notable difference, though, lies in the character of Ziegler, played by Sidney Pollock in the film. Ziegler, meaning bricklayer, derived from the word hmm. Ziegel, is a pl- implying that he could be a Freemason. 
Uh, or if you want to explore yeah. more conspiratorial routes, it could also be derived from the German word Siege, which means goat. Which you can imagine that's okay. Right now we're getting satanic vibes. Some Baphomet shit. Uh, yeah, and he uh, he could have implied both on purpose. Mm-hmm. I could see it. Uh, the main characters, Bill and Alice, are portrayed by Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, which we mm-hmm. said. Uh, some argue that Kubrick specifically chose them to deliberately break them up. Uh, he originally desired Alec Baldwin and Kim Bassinger, who were also married at the time. So if he didn't want to break them up, at the very least, to toy with to toy with Cruise. Uh, Kubrick teasingly claimed he could make Cruise a big star with this film. Uh, Kubrick seems to take immense delight in subverting Cruz's uh, virile man of action image because he does the opposite. His character, Bill, is almost pathologically passive, unable to acknowledge, let alone explore, his sexuality. He's also cringe-inducingly... Uh, how's that word? Bourgeois? I, I never know how to say Bourgeois. Bourgeois. <laughs> how i would say it uh introducing himself as a doctor to everyone he meets which he does he comically introduces himself as a doctor yeah he does he pulls out his wallet and fucking shows his card it's like dude you ain't a fucking sheriff man where's your badge it does help him out though it does yeah uh uh but yeah he does it as if this automatically grants him moral authority in any situation and the film is punctuated by moments of unexplored absurd absurdity a grieving daughter confesses her undying love for Bill in one scene, uh, despite yeah. barely knowing him. I did miss that section a little bit. Uh, to expand on that a tad bit, Bill was caring for that lady's uh, father. father, and he passed away, and he pulls up after he dies and is just kind yes. of comfort her a little bit. And she basically wants to get with him and fuck him like uh she she's blatantly just saying blatantly that. grabs him by the head saying and they make him, out for a little to. bit and to be fair uh tom cruise's character bill he's a little i guess you would say uh how were you describing me it before uh pathologically he, passive exactly passive but in this scene he he does show himself a little bit he's like yo you're grieving right now fucking right. chill out i know this is not you right now but in reality she wants him <laughs> like really fucking bad it seemed to me like that was um kind of playing on in we talked about early on him and alice had an argument that she was totally yeah when they him. got stoned and in the argument she's like you don't want to fuck any of those women when you're feeling their tits in your office and he's mm. like no i'm totally and she's like you don't think any of them are fantasizing about fucking you and he's just like no, of course not. Women don't think like that. And then he gets into this spot, and this woman who he it was happens. the doctor. Yeah, it's just like seems like it's just kind of just to show that that is totally true. It sucks for Bill's character too because I do believe him. Like he does it. Like he does seem like he's in a devoted marriage. You know. Yeah, he does. But it also. But there seems is like some shit at the end too. He's, with... he's totally denying that he has urges sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like he's just. Yeah, it's somewhere in the middle. I guess. Good point. Yeah, like it's like yeah, don't don't act on them, but you can admit that that's human, mm-hmm. right? Uh, let's see. The orgy sequence uh, is entrancingly sinister yeah. at first, collapses into florid melodrama as soon as the menacing mask figures begin to speak. It's just weird how 
throughout the movie, Tom tries to have sex a couple times, and it always falls apart. There is a, a moment where he's going to grab a hooker. He gets in there. Mm-hmm. And actually, I have a little bit more to expand on this, too. This is kind of the midway point in the movie. He, uh, The hooker, he, he goes to the apartment. They're just sitting down. She offers him a drink. Then he's like, he gets a call from his wife. And then he goes back to the hooker. And he's like, man, I, I shouldn't do this. He pays her anyway, the full price, like a G. He pays Please. her and then leaves. And it actually, that was a good move on him. Yeah, because he comes back later. She tests positive for HIV. Yeah. Like the next day. Yeah, so. So he fucking dodged a bullet there. Good good on Bill there <laughs> for not acting on his urges. No doubt. Uh, yeah, agreed. Um, Eyes Wide Shut may be the film with the most unanswered questions in Kubrick's entire career. For one, what is the film about? Uh, is it an erotic thriller? Is it a harsh critique of modern relationships? Is it a conspiracy film? Kubrick's confession to being involved with shadowy figures. I feel like it's almost all of those things. It mixes so many things in there that hard to say. I feel like I identify more. If, if you take it face value, I identify with the erotic thriller. But if you dive deep into it, then there's a lot more to unpack there. Right. I think he chose uh, some themes of sexuality and marriage in there for sure. Oh, definitely. But it seems like I, I it's, it's hard to deny that he was not giving you some a look into you know uh, elites and their sexual weird satanic things definitely and i feel like one thing on a couple articles when i was going through they use the term mind mind controlled sex slave a lot and i feel like that is a lot of the women in this cult they are definitely brainwashed and they are there to fuck and to obey yeah you're bringing me into the next section i was going to talk okay i'll I'll chill out on that a little bit that's a good good segue bro you mind give me a refill i'll get you thanks bro yeah, uh, and chime in on this one. I got several spots to go, uh, different uh, conspiracies around the film to go through. So the reason the film is called Eyes Wide Shut, at least according to some, uh, is a blatant reference to Hollywood and the number of people uh, who uh, allegedly know this kind of activity is taking place yet do not say anything about it. Which now, with like what we know about Harvey Weinstein, yeah, I got those yeah. kind of vibes for sure. Which I think at the time it came out, people were in denial about, didn't make that connection. But now going back and looking at it, you're like, oh, it's all there. Totally makes sense. Um, the movie suggests that those on the inside of these secret societies uh, control uh, anything and everything from the police to the media. And because of this, anyone who presents problems or becomes of no further use can be made to disappear with no questions asked. Totally, dude. What a bar. Almost any of the conspiracies that surround the Illuminati can be found in Eyes Wide Shut, leading many to question just how real these claims might be. Thanks, man. Clink me. For sure. Salute. So... Yeah, if you're big on Illuminati conspiracies, uh, I like I said, there's like, connections there. That sex party they went to, 
Dude. It has Bilderberg vibes, those Rothschilds. weird Rothschild vibes, those weird fucking masquerade parties, the fucking Clintons and elites go to. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the fuck you call those things. It's like. There's a ton of shit. And there's masonry vibes throughout the movie, like how you touched on before. Yeah. Um, He definitely hits. He checks every box. And, you know, uh, I was talking to Red about this before. I'm not I don't love nudity in films sometimes. Uh but the way it was executed and like the purpose of it, yeah. I thought it was done very well with in it, it yeah. had to be for the theme of the movie. And I, yeah. I've said it like three fucking times now. I know I'm a broken record, but just total fertility cult vibes going on here. Like I just go back to our mushroom in the crossed episode, like Bohemian Grove. Oh, <laughs> I also saw some shit about some skull things. and bone shit too. Yeah. But, skull uh, and bones. Yeah. So he fucking nails everything. And maybe there is some conspiracies about, did they kill Kubrick? I don't know. There's no evidence, but it definitely makes you think. It makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, another popular conspiracy around Kubrick is, like you just said, is that elite members of Hollywood had arranged to have him, the world-famous director, killed because of the film. The most popular claim is that a heart attack was intentionally induced in Kubrick. There is, however... No evidence to support these claims. He also yeah. was 70, pretty unhealthy. Uh, I think he smoked tons of cigarettes and was like going hard, obsessing over making the movies. So I don't know either way. I could see it both ways. I'm, I can yeah. I can believe it both ways. I you know, part of me wants to believe that they killed him, but there is you you never know. And there is a good point, like you were saying. He was older, maybe not the healthiest fella. Right. But Again, I up for speculation. The idea is that, um, you know, uh, actually, I th- I'll, let me read this next paragraph because it has to do with it too. And we'll say that. Uh, okay. The main conspiracy as to why some people believe Kubrick was murdered revolves around a uh, damage limitation mission ordered by elite financial backers in Hollywood. It is the belief of some that upon seeing Kubrick's film at the first viewing, they decided much of the content had to be cut away. So the idea is that um, it's well known that 20 minutes of the movie was cut out. The Mm -hmm. idea is that they murdered him and cut the 20 minutes out and then released it. Um, However, Kubrick himself said he was going to cut at least 20 more minutes out of it just when he would had his final draft mm-hmm. and he was known to continually edit movies up until like the very end. Yeah. You know, I, so yeah, I guess to, to play towards, to be fair, both ways, to be fair there too. When I, uh, I started up the movie probably a little too late last night, there was a UFC going, uh, event going on. I started it like close to midnight and I was like, fuck dude, the oh, movie's man, two hours late. I was like, the movie's two hours and 40 minutes. Fuck. Yeah. But, uh, it, to be fair, the movie does not really drag. It stays pretty. You keep going with it, and uh, I, I really wasn't bored with it watching it. Like it was a, it was a good watch. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's definitely a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, next one here: the constant references to rainbows throughout the movie. It is claimed by some conspiracy researchers that. I like that term, conspiracy researchers, instead of conspiracy theorists. Jake, we're conspiracy researchers. We're conspiracy Um, researchers. That rainbows are a reference to 
MK Ultra <laughs> oh, man. mind control techniques used by high-ranking elite members. And this is particularly the case uh, when this is done to create sex slaves, like you said. The like mind-controlled sex slave. So they mentioned sex slaves a lot and mm -hmm. rainbow rainbows are mentioned throughout the movie um a lot especially like when from the very beginning i know it's mentioned a couple other times but i know when the two women in like the first dance scene are trying to go to cuff bill fuck bill yeah. they tell like uh they're like you want to go where the rainbow ends and he's like oh what? yeah and they're it, like, he's like it depends on where the rainbow yeah, ends yeah they mentioned a couple, like yeah let's take you where the rainbow ends and you're right like, i i forgot about that you're right they do reference that a couple times yeah and that's that's a lot of people say that's alluding to that they are mind-controlled sex slaves and it's yeah. believed that those two same women's were prostitutes used later on at the, they were masked up at the masquerade party mm -hmm. which makes sense it would only make sense and all dude all the fucking women in this movie are like beautiful. Like they, <laughs> they, yeah, like they chose. So I, well, this was back in the day before we were, there was any politically correctness. Okay, yeah. all the women in the movies were hot. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, that that's a point to be made there. And uh, you know, there's a lot of eye candy in this movie for sure. But yeah, for those who are familiar with, we went over MK Ultra and um, yeah, that was a that was a long time ago. Yeah, I think we might have to revisit that one at some point. It's, I would totally be down. We we did an overview, but there's always deeper things to go into. But um, yeah, uh, it seems like Kubrick was aware of that. No, yeah, definitely the idea of, I guess if we are going to connect it to MK Ultra with you know dosing people with just large amounts of lsd for days and days and even months in a row maybe they were doing something like that in the cult did they dose these members with drugs and right and maybe brainwash them a little bit it's not shown in the movie but it makes a lot of sense that that's possibly what happened yes it does make sense mm -hmm. and it seems to tie into a lot of a lot of well-known conspiracies around elites and the sex slaves they have and now now we're getting into epstein vibes i saw yeah there was an article that i listed that kind of talked about that a little bit it's just if if he did talk about like if he like kind of foreshadowed that a little bit like kubrick did have that in his mind god damn that that man was fucking ahead of his time because we're yeah. just getting lists 2023 2024 and this film came out in fucking 99 so he was in Hollywood, and he was connected, and I think they knew more about things. Maybe if they didn't know about Epstein, they definitely knew about Weinstein. They definitely knew that there's a lot of directors. Kevin Spacey, fucking. Well, yeah. Yeah, and and back then in Hollywood, it was. I think it was pretty common. It was like, yeah, you got to fuck the director if you want to get in this movie. Like It, it was, was just, just kind of how it, how it was. How you know, it obviously- went. Not for the good. We're not saying that's good, but that's just no. It's, it's fucking evil. That's just how I it think that's why was. he ties it to satanic things. Like maybe to them they weren't uh, being satanic, but in Kubrick's film he ties it to say to satanic rituals. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe just to make that point more. I would say no. I know, I, it's just a thought. Yeah, no. I I definitely hear where you're coming from, man. Yeah, because I would say yeah, that is satanic. I mean, not that I believe in satan whether you do or not the, but the idea is it's demonic evil, it's evil, whatever right? yeah 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 it's exactly evil to, to treat someone like that so 
yeah, it's pretty mind blowing. And I did do some research and it seems like, um, I couldn't find anything to factually say it for sure. Uh, you know, but it does seem alluded to that Kubrick was, uh, very well versed in Freemasons and in other secret societies. He was, he was educated. It seems like he liked to go down conspiracy rabbit holes himself. So it makes sense that he would tie him into his movie, right? Totally, man. He seems like a very smart individual. And uh, how you were saying before, uh, how you like that term, conspiracy researchers. Mm-hmm. Mans is a truth seeker. He wants to fucking... Truth seeker. Yeah, yeah. I've always liked... I've actually liked that term, truth yeah, seeker. Yeah, truth seeker. Yeah, uh, mom called me that a long time ago. <laughs> Did she? Way before we ever had a podcast, when I used to go down rabbit holes like this, and I was like, I like that. Yeah, no, that is a good word. I do. Wa- I do want to know. The- I want to know the truth. Yeah, I want to know the fucking. You can't truth. handle the truth. Yeah, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> uh, That's so you, so fucking memed. Oh, a great movie. Uh, you you got any um, other things to say on the movie or weird things before I go into this last one? This one's gonna change uh, things a bit. Um, I have a couple here. Yeah, let's, so let's uh, dive into them. I have a couple like uh, symbology. Ooh, I like symbology. So we're going to start with the twin pillars. I got this from an article that will be linked below. Representing the entrance to the mystical palace, twin pillars are seen at the Temple of Solomon. This shows how the characters enter a new realm, entering a new dimension to see how the elites live. I believe the two pillars are in... Mm. I I like the way you say Solomon. How did you say that? Solomon. Solomon. <laughs> it sounds like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, now. I was going to say Solomon. Yeah, yeah Solomon. Uh, yeah. My bad there. No, no, I, I liked it. It sounded cool. And uh, there is an eight-pointed star of Ishtar. I believe it's in the uh, the intro party sequence, but I might be wrong. And we mm-hmm. touched on it. Wasn't Ishtar? He was a character in the Epic of Gilgamesh. He's a if, god. Yeah, if, if my memory is correct. And mm-hmm. he... Uh, represents the Mesopotamian goddess of love, sex, and war, which makes, makes a lot of sense in this movie. What scene did that was that in? I believe it's the intro scene. Once you get going, I'm gonna Google it just to verify. And okay. uh, one more thing that I kind of looked uh, that I kind of saw was the black and white checkered floor, uh, the Moses yeah. pavement. It's a common freemason symbol i didn't know what's called moses pavement that's Mm -hmm. cool that's at least the article that i read which will be linked below that's what they came to the conclusion of and uh those were just three small things that i thought were interesting just some symbology in the movie that's cool yeah i agree yeah i also saw something online too showing um in the movie when they are in the uh, masquerade party and they get to like this satanic ritual part, yeah, the character Red Cloak sits down on this throne chair, and on the back behind him, there's these double. Um, it looks like a double eagle head. I yeah. think it's eagle, but it's a double bird head, and and that's tied into uh, Freemasons and I think the Scottish Rite, but it's also tied to Rome. Uh, uh, I yeah. saw. I did find a um, a Mason website that's denying it has anything to do with them, uh, uh, naturally. But um, yeah, I think it's cool. It and was ba- an interesting little yeah. side note, I guess. Fuck yeah, dude! And back on the eight pointed star, I just googled it to verify. Mm-hmm. If Red, you want to see that image, that was in the uh, the intro sequence when they're in the party. Oh, that's cool. There's an there's an eight there's an eight pointed star behind them, 
and that resembles the the Ishtar. And it's just the symbology in this movie is fucking crazy. And obviously, you know, you could also be uh, a disbeliever, just a whatever, and say, you know, that it's just an eight-pointed star. What the fuck does it mean? But Yeah, and it just it just looks like a Christmas ornament, basically. Uh-huh. But um, the thing is, is if you know anything about Kubrick, you know he was an expert on these things and that he meticulously chose the way his sets were built on purpose and yeah. would reshoot scenes in different ways so that you can see certain things on purpose and would cut his movies that way. Yeah, we don't have yeah. It's 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 really you can probably discount it for a lot of people, but with Kubrick, you can't really discount what he has in the background of his movies. The, the way du- his yeah. sets are built are on purpose. The dude was deep. Yeah. He would very meticulously research like how he wanted to do this. So, um, yeah, maybe it's coincidental, but how many coincidences do we need in this movie? All I can say about Kubrick is the man was fucking calculated. And he also, is a legend. I was showing Red, uh, we're not going to pull the picture up, but if you want to, if you look, just look up Eyes Wide Shut, Eight Pointed Star, the image, if you click on images, it'll pop right up. It, yeah. if, you, if you would like to verify for yourself. I don't think the yourself. phone will show it good. No, but, but yeah. yeah, if you'd like to verify for yourself, it, it's there on Google. Easily Google Googleable. Yeah, we need to make that an actual word. Googleable. Googleable. Say that 10 times fast. So. I'm going to get into my my favorite conspiracy on it, uh, which I linked. Oh, excuse me, head burp. I linked um, where the website I got this from. It's talked about all over Reddit and other things, but there's one website. Um, I don't know if he was the originator of it, but the person who wrote this website, I don't know if it's a man or woman, whoever wrote it, they did an amazing job. I linked them. Um, uh, I just got a couple paragraphs here just explaining the idea. But if you want to go full down the rabbit hole, it's linked on our references, and it goes scene for scene of what I'm about to talk to talk about. Yeah, that, that you were telling me before. That dude went hard. Yeah. I titled this 33 Degrees of Eyes Wide Shut. As it turns out, Eyes Wide Shut has been structured in such a way for a very specific reason, which is cryptically... Uh, intertextual in nature at its heart eyes wide shut is a cipher with a key and that key is the 33 degrees of the scottish right the basic outline of the eyes wide shut cipher is that from the beginning of the film until the end bill harford travels all 33 of the degrees of the scottish right This is why the narrative is broken up into a sequence of easily identifiable uh, vignettes. That's a word I don't know. Sounds sounds cool, though. Eyes Wide Shut is essentially a 32-act structure ending at 33, where the educative associations of each degree are encountered in mostly chronological order and provide something of a through line or philosophical arc to the film. Every one of the film's individual scenes is associated with a separate degree. Whenever the next degree is presented, its arrival is marked by hidden symbolism and Masonic color schemes. Yep. Uh, and 
that's just a brief summary of it. But if you look into it, it's not man. even just look into it. Click on that article and watch that dude break it down. I haven't looked into yeah, it, but if you want to do. Yeah, you were telling a lot me. of reading to it. Um, he gets most of the information from the Freemasons websites and the Scottish Rite websites. And I thought it was fascinating, super, super interesting, and really cool. Yeah, I definitely thought it was cool. Um, I, guess, I like the way he breaks it down. Oh, fuck yeah, man. I have uh, one last thing to add here. I I got this off a uh, the Medium article. It's a, it's a Medium article which will be linked below, and uh, this is the reason why it's maybe called Eyes Wide Shut. The reason the film is called Eyes Wide Shut, at least according to some people, is a blatant reference to Hollywood and the number of people who allegedly know this kind of activity is taking place, yet do not say anything about it. And I think that ties into like the Epstein list, how you were talking before, how mm-hmm. there was people who definitely knew shit was going on and just chose to not say anything. And you can infer or connect that to a bunch of things throughout the film and things that happen in real life. Definitely. And obviously that's just one person's or people's take on why the film is titled what it's what it's titled, but it's i thought that was kind of a dope way to say it how how they put it on that article yeah no i like that and i i yeah i like the title it's it's a it's a good title i guess uh unless there's anything else you would like to add right now i got a question for you okay yeah uh they always write rate movies out of five stars red what are you gonna rate this movie out of five stars i know what i'm gonna rate. what are you gonna rate it I would probably give it a four to four point five. I feel like you would, pussy. I rate five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was that. it was a fucking good film. I come on, man. How do you not rate that a five, dude? Who the, else? Because of the ending, I didn't like the ending. Oh, you didn't like the. But ending? I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Uh, I like the way the ending didn't end how I thought it was going to. You that know? you know, I that's didn't true, expect that. But it's like it, I was like, whoa, and then it ended. I was like, oh, you're really not okay. I I thought maybe there was because when I was watching this movie, and especially when Tom Cruise, uh, when Bill breaks down to Alice, there's like 15 minutes left in the movie, and I expected like something more big to happen at right, the end. Right. But the the ending literally it's literally yo, do you want to fuck? <laughs> That's literally the ending. So no, but we have to. But uh I I still did I I love the movie. I, I thought it was a good movie. But I, I didn't maybe you got to be married to appreciate that ending. You're like <laughs> Come on, man. It, it wasn't it True. wasn't perfect, but I I thought it was a good movie. I think it's perfect. You know, you're entitled to your own opinion, man. Dude, Kubrick is a legend. He, he is a uh, he is a fucking legend. I, I like mean, the way he he said it during Christmas time, and he he used the lighting and different. I think the lighting is. I would love to see. I don't know why isn't this? Why has this not been like 4K remastered? They yet? they should remaster. I it. I want to see a 4K remastered version. Yeah, and they like, should. You know, one other thing too is. Um, Kubrick like had notes on wanting to change like some of the the like audio scores and they had to just kind of wing it and do what they thought he would have done. So we don't even know how he was going to change the sounds of it too and the cut and the final cut. So like we got robbed there, but it's 
I, I would say it's probably at least 90, 95% close to what he was going to release. Also, one more thing, just to go back on the ratings. I know you're fucking around. Call me a pussy. Oh, yeah, I'm fucking around. Uh, I feel like, it for me, just, just bullshitting here, I I don't like to throw out perfect scores when it comes to things. There's a few things I will, but... uh. I even though I don't give it a perfect score for uh, you know I'll I think I'm gonna go with four and a half stars I I really enjoyed the movie and I think it is worth a watch if, let's bump it up to out of ten nine and a half out of ten that's nah, a little closer it, eh, it's a nine it's a nine oh, out of ten it's a nine it's a nine out of ten that's what I would give it come on uh, that that's a fucking great score man nine out of ten that's a nine that's an A minus right there boy what more would you want I I don't I did not like the ending that's or I didn't hate I I was left wanting more and I feel like I think th- that's good. Yeah, I, uh, I think that's good. But yeah, I know what you mean. But I think that's kind of the point of it. And that's kind of something I've been. I've that's the way life is. We were chopping it up a little bit. You know, he ended it differently than a lot of movies. Like really, fucking, they're kind of back to square one at the end of the day. And Bill, Tom Cruise's character, is left with some mental baggage of the death of, I believe that lady's name is Mandy, who. OD'd. Oh, the prostitute. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, I wonder what um what type of story would it be? Is it like the hero's journey, where he's left changed at the end? Maybe. You know? I, the only thing I I get I know what you mean there, but I don't know if I would say Bill is a hero. You know, well, not in the classical sense, but that's of, true. Of in, the in movie, a way, he yeah. is the. You know the protagonist he's for sure. Definitely, he he's the main character. So, you know, of all the story types, I feel like the hero's journeys maybe the closest. But I'm not an expert on that for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, he definitely goes through a. Uh, I think maybe he definitely learned a lot about sexuality. Oh, and, for sure, dude, and a lot about women, and maybe. I think he learned that he, he needs to give his he wife a, some some good dick. He definitely <laughs> time time. he definitely learned that there is a level of society above yes. everything that he can't fuck with. Mm-hmm. He learned that too, and uh, I think nowadays we all kind of know that, but we want to fuck with them. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, don't don't kill us. We're just kidding. We love the Illuminati. And uh, anyone that's to- why we got this here. We love the <laughs> no. Yeah, the, this has nothing to do with the Illuminati, by the way. We yeah. just think the pyramids are sweet and the third eye is dope. Yeah, it it is it is a fucking dope uh, visual. And uh, if, if you're watching this and if you've seen the film, I would love if you want to comment below. What would you give the movie out of five stars or out of ten? However you want to rate it. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, let yeah. Us know let us think. know what y'all thought about the film and if if you have any other insights that you would like to put in the comments, we would love to read them and and see your thoughts about it. Right. We read the comments, even the weird ones. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. Some of the comments we get, we're like, "What the fuck is this?" But, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, it's cool. And yeah, um, of all the conspiracies, I find that that thirty three degrees of Freemasonry the uh, the most interesting. And that's actually, I don't, I don't know that he mentioned it. He probably mentions it on the site, but that's that's the Scottish Rite um, degrees. Okay. So the first three degrees are the Freemasons, called the Blue Lodge. And then after that, four through 33 are the Scottish Rite, which you can do four through 32. The 33rd degree is actually actually like an honorary degree. So like if you're in there and you're part of the group, 
for like 20 years and you know you're an old gray-haired guy that's been there forever um they would honor you by granting you the 33 you gotta have some time in that bitch to get 33 yeah so just just a quick just a little recap for you guys on how that works um but all the degrees are are tied to these ceremonies and a lot of they all have to do with um uh like there's certain colors and symbology symbology tied to each one um and and those are expressed throughout the film yes yeah that's what i was gonna say is is and he breaks it down on that website i'm not i specifically chose not to go through every single one but uh just to give you the idea if that's all you want um, is that as the scenes of the movie go through, um, go through the degrees, the scenes line up with the colors of like the sets and the walls and the paintings and the shit behind in order them. too, correct? They line up in, in order, order. Uh, you know, and then some of the symbology of like paintings or stuff that's around them, it totally lines up with them in order, which is. I found amazing. Call it it's a coincidence, so cool. but if you're going to say 33 times, that's all it, man, get the fuck out of here. He knew something. There's no way you can line it up in order like that. 33 fucking times, man. It's, it's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I like, that I a think lot, it's, man. I think it's really cool. Oh, same here, man. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I got. That's, a, that's all I got as well, man. Uh, hope you guys liked it. Uh, you know, drop the comments, what you thought, uh, anything, uh, important we missed and uh, yeah till next time I'm Rhett this is Jake thanks for listening see ya